0: Welcome to Funding Quest, where our quest is to help you find the best funding solutions for your business. I'm your host, Byron Allen. Today's episode is the second part of a two-part series exploring alternative funding with Bennett Brown, CEO of Thunderbird Corporate Finance. In our last episode, we discussed several different options for alternative funding. But with so many options to choose from, it can be hard to figure out which alternative will be best to meet your company's specific needs. As we continue our conversation with Bennett, we will focus on the broader picture of financing to help piece together what you need to know to make the right decision for your business.
1: So, Byron, I I think in in summing up the, the types of financing, I would mention, you know, in the alternative lending area, and this would apply with, to banks also is uh, it, it, there's kind of a very, a very much of a distinction between lending to what are known as B2B businesses. So business to business sales and business to consumer financing. And business to consumer would be, you know, your retail. So the business customer is a consumer versus the business customer being another business. Right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so companies that sell to consumers, whether it's uh, you know food or apparel or restaurants or electronics or, or shoes or bicycles or w- something like that. Again, it's a different type of alternative financing, and then the business-to-business financing. So there's an a alternative lender specialty category for business-to-consumer companies. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, that always, you know, talk to your bank, talk to, uh, you know, and Byron, I would say another alternative lender in a broad category is what are, and this is kind of for smaller businesses, call it micro-businesses, there's what's called, uh, and, and this is part of the SBA, Small Business Administration. It's called a CDC, a Community Development Corporation. And there's uh, in in Phoenix, there's uh, three or four CDCs. Their objective is to be an alternative lender for typically smaller loans from maybe $25,000 to $500,000, uh, or maybe a little bit less, maybe $350,000, or 25000 to, to $350,000. And so these community development lenders are not banks. They're supported by the SBA, and they look at higher-risk types of loans. They even look at startup loans. But uh, that would be another alternative lender would be, now the SBA itself is not a lender. The SBA, uh, people think of the SBA. The SBA is not a lender. The SBA is really an insurance policy Mm -hmm. for the benefit of the ultimate lender. So you don't go to the SBA and knock on their door to borrow money. They're the insurance policy for a lender. And so as you're looking at alternative lenders, if the amount that you need is under... $350,000, Three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Let's say. Think of those CDC lenders as as good alternatives, and that could be for equipment. It could be for PO financing. It could be for uh, leasehold improvements on a new building. Okay, good. That's, and and
0: CDC stands for what? Uh, CDC stands for uh, Community Development Corporation. Okay, and so and you just listed the type of collateral they're they're looking for. Uh, So they're looking for, uh, you know, equipment
1: and inventory, um, but collateral isn't the key ingredient for that CDC lender. It's more projected-based cash flow. Again, maybe it's a startup, maybe it's a restaurant where there's not a lot of collateral. You know, maybe it's an application business software where there's not a
0: lot of collateral. Mm-hmm. So it can be, you know, based on cash flow, based on projections. Hmm. So speaking about these different types of alternative lenders and alternative financing available for business owners, what's the best way for a a bar a business owner to find these alternative lenders, and how how can a an intermediary or a, a, a broker help with that.
1: Uh, so finding a an alternative lender, I would really start uh, even with your banker or your accountant or your attorney. And a lot of times, you know, it, it, as I mentioned earlier, you always want to knock on your bank door first. Get to know your banker so that even before you need money, get to know your banker. So that when the bank tells you no, the banker can say, hey, you know, here's an alternative lender, they've got a good reputation, they're in, they do, they specialize in PO financing, type of thing like that. Or uh, someone like myself, who is a independent broker, I my business typically is referred to me by bankers and accountants, attorneys, for clients that... The bank has told them that they're not able to do the financing. And so as an independent intermediary, I help the borrower identify, is it PO financing? Is it factoring? Is it asset-based lending? Or is it even a more aggressive bank? I mean, there's a lot of banks come in all shapes and sizes and risk tolerances. mm mm-hmm. And so always ask other professionals. And then there's this uh, thing that we have on our desk or our phones that we walk around with. It's an application. It's a weird name by the name of Google. (laughs) And so on Google, you could type in equipment financing, purchase order financing. And lo and behold, you'll get a list of prospective lenders. But I would always, you know, try to get a referral. If not... You know, Google it and see what comes up, and and then ask that lender for references. Right? Who they? You know, who are their other customers? What kind of industries do they specialize in? Mm-hmm. And so that would be you know the way that uh, that one would find an alternative lender. And again, using a an independent broker like myself. Alternative lenders love when I come knocking on their door. Because typically I have a client that I think fits their type of financing. Mm -hmm. And so what I tell clients is you could spend hours looking for the right lender. Or you could spend hours working on your business, in your business, making
0: sales, generating revenue and use a broker to find the right lender. And, and I would add to that, it's not just hours, it, it can be days and even weeks if you go down the process only to find out they, they don't perform, right? They're not what they represent themselves to be and, and you have to start the process all over again. And there may be situations where you need that financing quick, you don't have the time to experiment and test and try out so that's where I think there's real value to going to a broker like yourself that has a lot of years of experience with exactly what they need, that knows these are the lenders who perform. I know they, they do what they say and they and, uh, and and so it takes away that risk of non-performance, right? Right. That can be
1: huge. And I, and I think the, the, the other component, I, I like to use the analogy of uh, getting dressed up for the dance, right? So lenders who have been in the industry for years and years and years, equipment whether it's, whether it's an equipment lender, an asset-based lender, a factoring company, they're looking for specific things. And using a broker... Who knows what that lender is looking for, and how to present your company to that lender uh, very quickly and very succinctly? Uh, whether it's the financials, whether it's the assets that are being lent against, whether it's the it's the real estate, right? So you know, I'm working on a project now. It's an assisted living facility, uh, and so there's certain. I mean, from a real estate perspective. Many lenders will never, I mean, real real estate lenders will never lend to an assisted living facility. Some lenders, that's all they do. And so really packaging up the profile, the financials, the financing request in the fashion that a lender is looking for Mm -hmm. is paramount to quickly getting the results that you're looking for or quickly going on to the next lender because that wasn't the right one.
0: That's right. Getting dressed for the dance, you call that? Getting dressed for the dance, right? I like that. Right. I like that. I like that. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a great example of value that a, an experienced broker can provide. Wonderful. So you mentioned that alternative lending, these alternative financing products, generally speaking, they're going to be more expensive than a long-term, low-interest bank loan. Uh, do you want to share any examples or or what, what situations where you've seen that the business owner has been able to utilize these for their certain circumstance, but kind of evolve their business where they don't have to use these long-term and they are able to get into a more long-term permanent lower cost loan.
1: So, of course, as we mentioned, you always want to go to your bank first. And bank financing is typically going to be the least expensive, uh, although it has strings attached to it. And you may continue to use an alternative lender for years because you don't like the strings attached to borrowing money from a bank. Mm -hmm. But let's say that, uh, you know, currently, uh, you know, a company is not bankable because of their financial statements or maybe it's the credit issues, maybe even it's the industry. And so they use alternative financing, but I think the eye ought to be on... The profit of the business, right? So you go into business to make a profit. And so if I have to spend greater amount of money on interest cost, on the cost of capital, I'm always wanting to be looking at, all right, how do I reduce that cost? How do I leave that alternative lender? Maybe go to a less expensive alternative lender and then maybe go to a bank. Mm -hmm. And so I think the key ingredients are really what is the less expensive lender looking for? How do I get there? Do I need to work on my gross profit margins? Do I need to work on my other cost of goods? Do I need to work on my labor costs? Do I need to work on my financial statements, for example? I've seen people come to me with financial statements that, A bank would just shudder. They wouldn't even, you know, give five or ten minutes of their time. Even though they may lend to that customer, based on the way the financial statements are presented, they're like, wow, that doesn't look right. And a lot of times, it's really, all right, I need to borrow from an alternative lender. I'm going to then get my financials cleaned up. And that may take, you know, several months. I'm going to work on my, you know, uh, profit margins. I'm going to work on my cost of goods. I'm going to work on my process internally and maybe bring some professionals in to help me do that so that next year when I get this big order in, I can go to the bank and the bank would, would lend me the money as opposed to an alternative lender. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important for business owners who go into business to make a profit, to create value in their business, to maybe sell it to someone else, maybe pass it on to the next generation, their children, or even their management. We could spend a whole discussion around transitioning a business, you know, selling a business, and how to use an alternative lender for in building that up. But, mm-hmm. but it's really, uh, Byron, looking at what is my next step? Just like you look out at your customer base. Who's my next big customer? What else can I do for my customer to get them to buy more from me? And it's the same thing with financing. How do I improve my financials so that I'm more attractive to... A less expensive lender, because then more money, more profit drops to the bottom
0: line, right? So and we, that's at the end of the day, what we're in business for. <laughs> that's absolutely right. Wonderful, excellent. Well, that's very insightful, Bennett. So, are there any other things we haven't covered that you thought would be specifically beneficial for the business owners that are our audience? With regard to this topic of alternative financing options,
1: um, no, I think we uh, I think we covered a lot of uh, topics. I think the key to finding the right alternative lender is to ask for references, and maybe it's like I said, it's your banker, it's your accountant, your attorney, maybe even other people in your industry. You know that you see at uh, industry functions. You know, gee, who did you use? for who do you use for financing mm-hmm. right because there are a lot of alternative lenders out there that will specialize in certain uh vertical whether it's manufacturing or even uh consulting or service related financing needs right for companies mm-hmm. and so uh you know, hopefully, as we come out of this world of COVID and we go to trade shows again, we start to talk with our competitors or our others in the industry, and even asking them who they, you know, work with for certain
0: finance is a great testimonial to finding the right lender. Right. Excellent. Excellent. And any other closing suggestions or tips that you'd have for the business owner with regard to? Alternative financing.
1: Yeah, I, 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 and I would say the, the one thought I would have would be, again, you know, vet that alternative lender. Mm-hmm. Try to stay away from, you know, a lot of times people will, instead of going to an alternative lender, they'll go to their cousin, their brother, you know, family member, right? That's challenging sometimes because what happens if you can't pay them back as you kind of said you would pay them back. And so we hadn't talked about, you know, borrowing money from relative. That's an alternative lender, right? Yeah. Uh, You could borrow money from a relative. I kind of, I tell people to shy away from that unless it's really necessary, really needed. But, you know, I would always have, you know, if you need to use an alternative lender, I would always keep my eye on, all right, why did I need to use that alternative? Why couldn't I get to a bank? And then if I have to use that alternative lender, how do I make myself bankable? Mm-hmm. And ask your accountant that. Ask
0: your attorney that. Because they'll have other clients who maybe have gone down that same path. That brings up one thing I liked how you said, you know, even though bank loans are usually the least expensive, they do come with strings attached. They come with certain covenants and requirements that some of these alternative lenders do not. Correct. And, yeah. and there really are some business reasons and, and some individuals who have learned, perhaps through the hard, hard knocks, that those requirements, maybe they don't want those. And they're willing to pay more because they can still afford it and not have those additional covenants that the bank Correct. will require, right? Yeah. So so it is really helpful to understand those details. And that's where I really think that relying on and leveraging the experience of a professional like yourself who has the experience to understand the pros and cons and the advantages and disadvantages of the different types of alternative financing as well as more conventional or conforming financing, that's time well spent or time well saved and money well spent to engage that professional to help you make those decisions because it can make all the difference in the timing and, and success of getting the right financing for your specific needs. And I love the advice that you gave as far as keeping, beginning with the end in mind, like understanding, okay, this is what I ultimate finance what I'd like to get. If I'm not there now, why not? What can I be doing while I use some alternative financing in the meantime? to get to where I am qualifying for that, and uh, this, those are great yeah. words of wisdom. Yeah,
1: yeah no, exactly, and, uh, and, and and I tell my clients a lot of times, my job is to put me out of business <laughs> with that particular client, right? So my job is to, all right, if we have to find an alternative lender today, here's why you have to be an at an alternative lender. Here are the things you need to correct We get those corrected. I'll introduce you to the banker. And then I'll step away because, you know, now you need to be developing that relationship with your banker. You don't need me as a independent intermediary finding an alternative lender for you. I found you the right bank, you know, based on correcting some of the challenges that you had that caused you to go
0: to a alternative lender. I love it. Yeah. My job is to put, how did you say that? Put myself out of business. That's right. Just with that client. With that client, that's right. <laughs> and and you do that well, and that client's going to refer you. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so,
0: that's um. excellent. Well, thank you, Bennett, very much. This has been very educational, insightful, informative, all those good adjectives. <laughs> We really appreciate you spending your time and sharing your experience and expertise with us.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so, ben, thank you very for, much. And
0: and for those that would like to uh, reach out to you and and talk to you about their situation and see if it's something that you might be able to help them with, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? So uh, that little-known application that we talked about before, called Google. <laughs>
1: uh, the company name is Thunderbird corporate finance so in my website is thunderbirdcorpfin.com but uh, certainly googling thunderbird corporate finance uh, phoenix arizona will direct you to my website and certainly available for uh, conversations and uh, be able to identify is you know is it something i could be helpful for Mm-hmm. And if so, great. If not, my job is to then
0: to help you find the, the better option if I cannot find that option for you. Wonderful. And do you only work here in Arizona? Where w- What areas do you help companies with? You know, my, the financing I work in, I work
1: with companies all over the country. So... The companies I work with are are, are certainly all over the country. And then the lending sources, the alternative lenders, are typically not in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a handful of them in Arizona, and I try to stay in the geographic area that a company may be. But typically the alternative lenders are throughout the country, Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, Dallas... Of Florida. And of course, the companies I work with, another one of those great applications that all of us use now, which is called Zoom. We're able to have face-to-face meetings, look at financial data, types of stuff
0: like that. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Bennett. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. You. Thank you. Bennett Brown has just shared a ton of valuable information that will help you know what you should be looking for in that search for alternative funding. You have the ability to find what is best for you and your company, but an important takeaway for me is that you don't have to begin this search alone. Talk with your banker or a broker for advice on what lenders would work best for you. Use your resources. Ask people in your industry for references. There are so many ways for you to find the funding you need, especially if you're willing to ask for help. Thank you for joining us on our funding quest, and we'll see you next time.